0: Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the second message in the two-part Finishing the Game series, entitled Finishing Strong. The series was taught at a men's conference at the Trinity Church of God in Winchester, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Rutherick began the message by reading his text, taken from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Then he shared a revelation he had about the word finishing, and gave us a fascinating illustration about the four processes that a photographer uses to develop film, including the three stages that the film goes through. He concluded the session by giving us the first of three lessons that Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, is trying to teach us. On this broadcast, he brings us the other two, including three levels of focus. Then, he shares with us the first of two principles that we need to understand to live a life of focus and significance. He concludes today's session by asking Pastor Billy Keller to read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 through 14. And now, here's Brother Rick.
1: And that's when I learned the greatest principle I learned, and I call it the principle of eh, because Jesus was living in me, and I learned to listen to him, and he said, eh, don't do that, don't do that. And I started walking depending on Jesus rather than depending on the willpower and strength of Rick Clendenin. Are you listening to me this morning? You don't have to live for Jesus because Jesus is alive. What you need to do is let Jesus live through you. So you need to listen to, "Eh." say it with me this morning. "Eh." Someone asked me, what's the Holy Spirit spoken to you more than any other thing? "Eh." That's what he's spoken to me the most. "Eh." Don't do that. And that's what it means to depend on Jesus, not your human strength. Because see, guys, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to make it across that finish line if you depend on anything else but Jesus. Now, there's a second lesson. Model after Jesus. Not only depend on Jesus, but model your life after Jesus. How many of you have seen those bracelets? Maybe you have one on this morning. WWJD, you got one of those? Anybody got one of those on this morning? What would? I've had a lot of people ask me, Brother Rick, is it wrong to do this? Is it wrong to do that? And I just tell them, just do what Jesus would do. If it wouldn't bother you seeing Jesus do what you're asking me, it probably wouldn't bother Jesus for you to do it. But if it would bother you if Jesus did it, then it probably bothers Jesus that you're doing it. Amen? I mean, those Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Be ye therefore followers, and I love the way one translation says it, imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love. What is that saying, Brother Rick? That's saying that children imitate their father. I remember when my son was born, at that time I collected baseball caps. I don't know why. I just thought it was real cool then. And I had about 400 baseball caps and all kinds of Ruger pistol caps and, I mean, fancy caps. Some of them with a scrambled egg on the bill. I mean, they were nice caps. Had all these caps. Well, how many of that he was born, he didn't have any values. But he had a father. And after a while, he saw me wearing a cap. Guess what he wanted? What was he doing? He just imitating his daddy. When I'd mow the yard, he'd take his Fisher-Price bubble mower and the bubbles would be just flying while the grass was flying out of my mower. When I'd wash the car, he'd take his squirt Now What was he doing? He was imitating his father as dear children. Jesus come to give us an example that we might follow Jesus. So not only do I need to depend on Jesus, look to Jesus, but I need to model my life after Jesus. When I pastored, there was a young boy in our church. He was two to three years old. I don't know, maybe three. His name was Trent. And every uh, time I would preach, I'd stand at the back door and shake people's hand as they go out, and we'd have someone dismiss while Debbie and I go to the back door. Well, this little boy... He would come up to me and he'd say, hello, Jesus. Well, I certainly didn't want him to be confused, so I'd kneel down and say, now listen, Trent, I'm not Jesus. I'm Pastor Rick, and I preach about Jesus. And he'd say, okay, Jesus. I never was successful in changing his mind that I wasn't Jesus. And one day, the Lord spoke to me and said, you are Jesus to him. Then I begin to understand something totally different. See, to your neighbor, you represent Jesus. Do you understand that? They don't know any other Jesus. You're him. What kind of representation are they getting? Are they getting a proper look at Jesus? As they see how you react in the yard when you have some kind of mishap? Something breaks or You hit your thumb with a hammer. Do you give it a Jesus response? Sure it's quiet, ain't it? See, I'm talking to you this morning about, number one, depending on Jesus. Number two, modeling your life. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. We need to have a vision that takes us past our present circumstance. That we can see something beyond this life. That we live as if eternity is already in our heart. Amen. Now, let's move along because I got a lot to talk about this morning. So you need to listen quick. Next, after you set your vision, you need to set your focus. And I got us an army man this morning. And I got me a rifle. So I encourage you not to go to sleep. What's on top of this raffle? I'm seeing something through here that you ain't seeing. Huh? Now, how many knows that i close closed my left eye? When you look through a scope, do you close your left eye? Huh? Why do you close your eye? Because you want a single focus, don't you? If your eyes open, everything kind of crosses, so... You want to zero in on something. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk about what Paul said. Look at this for a minute. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this... Huh? Can I ask you gentlemen something? How many things you do? Let me just ask you this. Is your many things hindering your one thing? We use terms like I'm the jack of all trades and the master of. I don't do anything very well. I do a lot of things poorly. (laughs) Amen. Paul said this. Say it loud. See, what I want to talk about today is setting your focus. And in order to do that, I want you to understand there's three levels that we live on. And everybody in this room is living on one of these three levels. Let me give them to you. First one is survival level. How you doing, brother? Here's the answer. I'm getting by. I'm surviving. I'm making it tolerable. Hold my own. Do you think Jesus gave his life so you could just get by? you think that's his intent for you? Just to survive life? What's your accomplishment? What do you want to do? I just want to live. (laughs) I just want to try to make it. See, what we're saying is, we understand that just getting by is judged by all society. Everybody looks at that guy and says, That guy right there, he's not much. He's just getting by. Now, most of us don't want to just get by. That ain't where you are this morning. It's a second level where you live. Let me show you that level. It's called success. Success. (laughs) That's what we want at. Success. The only problem is, success is not the level God sees. Because success is judged by your peers. You judge whether or not I'm successful by what car I drive, what house I live in, how much money I make. It's your judgment. And how many knows that I can be successful in your eyes and not be where I need to be with God? And I believe that the second level is the great deception to keep us from the third level. Significance. See, I'm not here this morning because I want to impress you. I'm here because I want to be used of God. I want God to use my life. I do not want stamped on my tombstone irrelevant and insignificant. I don't want that. And there's some things you've got to understand if your life's going to be significant. Now look to your neighbor and say, Buckle up, because here he comes. I'm going to give you two principles you're going to have to understand if your life is ever going to have a focus and if you're going to hit the target that God has designed for you. Now, the first one's not going to sound right. Can I tell you up front it's not going to sound right? This is what God shook up my cage with a couple of weeks ago. Here it is. Ready? Are you ready? The gospel was not created for man. Man was created for the gospel. I'm going to let that soak a little while. How many of you know right off the bat it don't sound good? It don't sound right, does it? The gospel was not created for man. Can you turn, Pastor, and do a little reading for me this morning? In Ephesians chapter 1. Yeah, I'll let you have it. I may want it back in a little bit. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Go ahead. Blessed be the God and the
2: Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world...
1: Why? Read that again. Before He has chosen us in Him. How far back?
2: Before the foundation of the world that he should be holy, or that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.